welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and on this episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I have the uh, current uh, MC of uh, one of my local promotions, Lucha Libre and Laughs. Uh, he is uh, Mr. Kyle Pogue. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Artie. How are you? I am doing just fine. So uh, this is going to be a little bit different, like I said, uh, having a comedian on. Uh, so uh, first question out of the shoot: How the hell did uh, Nick Gossert uh, convince you to uh, take over the emceeing duties of Lucha Libre and Laughs? Uh, well, it definitely wasn't based on my knowledge of wrestling because I don't know <laughs> the first thing about it. And outside of my childhood, uh, you know, fascination with WWF, I grew up in the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant era. Um, I'd never have paid one bit of attention to wrestling until last year. I went to the first, my, the, my first Lucha Libre and laughs and it was genuinely the greatest like event of entertainment I had ever seen in my life. And I basically just started humping Nick Gossard's leg to just be any part of it uh, ever since then. And he put me up a couple of times. I got to do jokes on the show a couple of times. And then, uh, yeah, when they had the MC gig open this spring, they tapped me for kind of a, a trial run and, and things have gone well so far. So here I am. Oh, all right. So, uh, what was the uh, first show that you attended? Do you remember which one, which uh, which one it was? No, I don't remember who performed. And I'm still, I'm still like have a really hard time remembering wrestlers' names. I only know a few of them uh, off the top of my head. But uh, I just, I remember the energy in the room was just, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And that, that turns out that one was particularly rowdy. Nick ended up telling me it was probably the rowdiest one they'd ever had. Uh, at one point, someone in the audience threw a chair at the old MC, uh, Greg Baumauer, uh, like threw a chair and whipped past it, like missed him by like two feet, and he didn't even break stride telling jokes. And I just remember the whole thing was what I imagine going to see a soccer game in South America is like, what I've always heard that's like. It was just insane. No. Um, oh. <laughs> blew me away. Wow. All right. And so um, how does it feel to uh, step into the, if I can per se, the little bit slimy shoes of uh, Bobby, Val- <laughs> Bobby Valentino? <laughs> uh, it feels great, man. I, I didn't, I'm not going anywhere near that kind of uh, character. You know, I, uh, I love Bobby. I love Greg. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was really nervous about taking over. Um, but right from the first first time I went out there, I mean, it just feels right. It's my kind of room. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is cool. You know, and, you know, sitting on in the audience, um, my, my thing is, you know, it was, um, kind of, you know, I've been going to a lot of the triple L shows for a long time and, you know, it was kind of nice to have a little bit of fresh air because you get to see somebody new, um, you know, doing the, uh, emceeing of the night and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff like that. So, and, and just just a fresh thing, because you know, I I expect that's kind of thing with um, comedians as well. It's always nice to have a a fresh room to uh, perform in and all that kind of stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then that you know that crowd, um, what they've built with Triple uh, L is just insane. You know, I mean, so it's it's a full house every time. I mean, you're performing for anywhere from three to five hundred people at the Oriental Theater, which is already just a fantastic place to perform. So, I mean, as a performer, you couldn't possibly ask for anything better than that. And then, uh, you know, the, 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 in, a, in a way, the pressure is off of you because you're not, you're not 
necessarily what the people are there to see. They're there to see the wrestlers, and we just get to do our thing on top of it. So it's really kind of just a totally win-win situation for comedians. Yeah. Well, the, the, the wrestlers and the comedians that are doing the sets in between the matches, you mean? What's that? I said they're there to see the wrestlers and the comedians, the ones that are alternating, you know, between wrestling match and comedian set and, yeah. and so on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, when you see what the wrestlers are doing, uh, you know, like <laughs> their performances, not only in length of time, I mean, because we're, we're, we're really doing short sets. We're basically doing five-minute sets, and then the headliner yeah. does, you know, 10 to 15. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just very low pressure for us, whereas those wrestlers are, you know, giving – everything they've got for 20 30 minutes at a time and just mind-blowing performances so yeah i mean it's uh i mean it's practically a night off as a comedian it's just you get to have all of the good with very little of the pressure of comedic performance you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely so is this um your first time um emceeing a, a gig or is it uh, you've done it multiple times for for uh lucha libre for it for for well for anything. No, I've emceed uh, quite a bit. I started hosting. Um, you know, in comedy shows we call it hosting, not emceeing. Um, oh, okay. Um, and, Sorry. Well, no, it's fine. And then for <laughs> you know for this, I would think that people would call it MC. But yeah, I've hosted yeah. shows since the, I started comedy. It's one of the first things you try to get out and learn. It's a really valuable skill set. And then I've ho- I've emceed a lot of uh, concerts, music events. Um, I mean, I've emceed charity events, all kinds of stuff. Um, and outside of comedy, when you're just emceeing, uh, comedy is extremely hard because they need to be laughing every 10 seconds. Emceeing, you just got to get the words out and, you know, don't be too drunk to talk. And that's about that's about <laughs> all it is. So uh, so that, that aspect wasn't, um, I didn't feel any pressure. I just felt the pressure of taking over such a, a an incredible show. This, you know, it's built into one of the best shows. I would say it's the best show in the whole state. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would agree. And uh, you already uh, answered my next question. My next question was, you know, your how do you feel the difference between hosting versus actually performing a a, a set on a on a show? So I, I think you I think you got that covered up. <clears throat> Anything else you want to add on that? No, no. I mean, you know, hosting is just a little bit different, but I, I like it because you get to uh, you get to interact more and you you get to kind of connect with the crowd. The crowd looks to you to uh, direct them through the night. You know, you're kind of leading yeah. the way and. Uh, it's uh, when you when you when you know what you're doing when you get to a point where you are you know decent at it it's a lot of fun if you don't it's it sucks it's hard but uh, <laughs> once you know what you're doing then it's uh, it's really fun to play that role yeah yeah okay I, I can see that okay well and the hosting with Lucha Libre and Laughs has got to be a little bit different than things you've probably done before because now you've got wrestlers in the mix how, how has that been um, doing that that's been great. I get to, you know, you get to turn up, you get to turn up the reality just a little bit. I get to be a little bit bigger. My, my, my whole strategy when I go out there is just be a little bit bigger than you already are, you know, a little larger than life. You know, you can get a little more boisterous, you know, volume of your voice goes up, everything just gets to, to be taken up another level. And then being around the wrestlers is such a, a cool aspect of it because for one thing, they're all the greatest people they're just the nicest coolest people they're such professionals uh so just being around that environment is nice but then when they're out there on stage uh with you it's just it's fantastic i just feel like i'm i'm you know on the shoulders of giants it's uh it's incredible i'm just really lucky to be a part of that 
<laughs> and uh, so far, have you uh, had any uh, kind of cool, memorable moments uh, interacting with the wrestlers, or have they come to you and say, you know, make sure you introduce me in a certain way or anything like that? Any kind of demands that they they ask of you? Uh, oh yeah, I you know I, I, I it's part of my job. I go around, I seek everybody out beforehand. I ask exactly how they want me to bring them up. You know, if they want me to say or do anything specific, um, that's mm-hmm. just part of being a good MC. Um, and then I would say, you know, I mean, again, there, I mean, nobody is like, there's, there's just no ego issues or yeah. anything like that. Everybody's so cool. But one of my favorite moments so far, and I'm, I'm not going to remember his name. It's killing me, but huge, huge guy. Um, he came off stage and he had lost. And I mean, it was a brutal, brutal match, just, you know, falling on the concrete and just crazy. And he was starting to walk backstage and he was, you know, clearly very pissed off. And I had talked to him before the show and, you know, just rapping and, he, you know, very cool. But I just kind of forgot where I was at for a minute. And I put my hand out to give him a little fist bump. And he, like, shoulder or, like, a, a forearm shotted me in the arm to just knock my hand out of the way. And it felt like my wrist almost broke. And he just shot it out of the way and just said, get the fuck out of my way. You know, and I forgot. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're we're still out there. You know, we're still out there doing it. And uh, it was a, it was eye opening moment where I just thought, right, don't poke the bear, you know. <laughs> right, right. I I gotcha. So, um, did uh, when you uh, got the call to do the hosting of Lucha Libre and Laughs, uh, any uh, preparation or notes that um, you know Nick uh, gave you or anything like that? Um, yeah, you know, I asked I asked him as well as uh, Sam and Nathan and uh, Mitch Jones, who are all commentators. Yeah. Um, because you know they just years of experience so i asked those guys if they had any pointers or anything and um you know they they told me i mean i think somebody said you know just caution me against necessarily don't try to necessarily play a character just because you know bobby valentino did um which i i didn't have anyway um and you know i think it was the biggest thing was just um have fun and and be strong up there which that's the key to being a good host is you just have to project strength um, and know how to know how to fake it until you make it. If you know, because sometimes you get into situations where you don't know what's happening or you get a little, you know, a little nervous from the crowd and just being able to hide that and kind of project uh, a strong presence, I think is the real key. Right. Right. And the, so those guys were great at like just kind of directing me on that. Okay, good. All right. And um, who um, is any of the uh, wrestlers have uh, surprised you about um, how they act, like you were kind of mentioning, you know, backstage versus when they get in the ring or in and out of character, you know, or, you know, you know those first impressions that just kind of threw you off? Oh, every single one of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I expected, I, I wouldn't say that I was necessarily surprised because I understand you know, what it is to be a performer and that it's not necessarily who you are. Um, it, but it is who you are at the same time, you know? Um, so yeah, every single one of them is just the sweetest, nicest human beings in the world. And they're so hardworking and humble. And then they go out on stage and so many of them are just such trashy pieces of shit out there in the rain. <laughs> they're just garbage human beings. Uh, so that's, that's always so funny to me to see, to just think, oh my gosh, that, that person is the nicest and they're, you know, shaking their dick at the crowd and, you know, giving everybody the finger. Um, 
That's just right. uh, endless entertainment. <laughs> but then also just the, um, again, the humility of people who are just physically doing something so remarkable. Um, and I mean, some of the best, just best performance art, honestly, that I've ever witnessed. And then they, you know, they pack up their bag, they break down the ring, they drive, you know, 400 miles to the next thing the next day. And it's, uh, it's just humbling to see that. All right. Okay. Well, then let's um, talk about uh, a little bit about the comedians that uh, come in. Uh, what What have you noticed that like their reactions about you know were, are they were they totally prepared coming into uh, Lucha Libre and laughs like especially you know people have never done this show and versus you know you know repeat um, comedians that come in to visit Triple uh, L every once in a while. Um, no, it's so. Anything you noticed? Nobody is ever prepared for it. Nobody, nobody <laughs> knows what to think. Uh, everybody, the first time they do it, is always so nervous because it's so unlike any any other way that we've ever performed. Um, I mean, I performed once at a uh, at a BDSM club whilst and while I was on stage performing, there was a guy tying up a woman and raising and lowering her on pulleys right next to me, and that was easier in my mind to handle than going on stage after wrestling and being in this crowd full of uh, people that were there for that. And uh, so I think every comic that walks in is just nervous and doesn't know. And they're just like, I don't know how it's going to go, but then they do it. And then the next time they come, they can't wait because it's the best. I mean, the energy in that room is just the best. And if you tap into it, it's just unreal. And I haven't seen too many. I've seen a couple of people not do great, but uh, more than, more than far more than not everybody does really well on the show because nick books well he doesn't book people that don't know what they're doing right yeah exactly all right um so you know and and um i would have to say that uh you know i I borrowed this uh phrase from another uh podcast i listened to but lucha Libre and laughs is uh std it's it's something totally different (laughs) than anything you've than everything everything you've seen before you know and that's what makes it great absolutely is (laughs) <laughs> All right. and that's appropriate okay. std is appropriate too because of uh, nick's <laughs> medical history also yeah that's true that's true uh very 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 true all right okay well so um let's um talk about you for a moment how the heck did you get uh started in uh comedy uh i started in comedy on my birthday in 2015 and it was uh i just i had just kind of made buddies with a guy who was doing comedy i'd only known him a few months and I was trying to think of something, uh, it was my 40th birthday, and I was trying to think of something that I could do that would be super memorable and terrifying and really get out of my comfort zone. And I thought, oh, well, I'll go do that. It's the scariest thing I can think of. And I'd never, never had a desire to perform in my life. I've done a couple of little acting things for friends and nothing uh, like that. So I figured I'd go up, I'd do terrible, and then you know I'd have a story. Uh, but I was hooked in the first, I mean, I did it one time and that was it. It's hooked for life. I quit my, uh, I used to have a career in the oil field. I, I quit that. I've, uh, yeah, I've just been working kind of, you know, dead end jobs here and there and just trying to put a hundred percent of myself into comedy ever since. Oh, cool. Cool. So the, the, the this first time that you uh, performed, was it, uh, an open mic night or anything like that? Or was it just a, a regular show? No, it was open mic night in, uh, in okay. Fort Collins at Hody's half note on Monday nights. It's okay. uh, longest standing open mic up in Fort Collins. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh sign up and sit there and wait in terror and then went up and did it. 
Oh, okay. All right. So you said you uh, you've been uh, performing uh, comedy for about uh, four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, where have you all performed, and uh, just locally, or do you've gone to cross country or anything like that? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been pretty fortunate. I've got I've performed all over Colorado. Of course, we have um, an amazing scene all over the state. There's shows, so I've gotten lucky to do all of those, and then. Um, I've toured up in the up Montana and up in the Northwest a little bit, done, you know, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, Louisiana. I've gone on tour, uh, with a guy named Mishka Shubali who, uh, took me out on tour to open for him. Um, yeah, I went a tour through the South with Derek Stroop, who fans of the show know Derek, uh, or actually I'm not sure if Derek has been on that. Actually, we were just talking about, I think that he's got Derek coming up. Um, and if you haven't seen Derek Stroop, he's an incredible comedian and he took me out opening for him in the South, uh, just this past year. So yeah, I've been lucky. I've gotten to go all over the place and do it. It's been great. All right. Any, uh, funny, uh, moments, uh, in your, uh, <laughs> career that, uh, that, you know, and we are an explicit podcast. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Uh, that, that you go on, gosh, you know, I can't believe that happened or, you know, some, some funny an- anecdote uh, you can tell the listeners. Oh yeah. I mean, every time at my level, when you go out on the road, it's not like, uh, you know, air conditioned hotel rooms and, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, getting yeah. on flights. It's, it's cars without air conditioning, staying in the worst possible condition. So, um, a couple of quick ones. Uh, when I went down to the South with Derek, we did a show in Memphis. Uh, we showed up in the bathroom. There was a, a scrawled across the wall, uh, six, 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 and what looked like blood. Um, the show got canceled because the guy who put it on literally didn't tell anyone it was happening. So we, we went across the street and did an open mic instead. And then that night uh, we got drunk and I slept in a, in a bathtub because there was nowhere else to sleep in the apartment that we were staying in. Um, so that's just like a little glimpse of the glamour of uh, being a road <laughs> comic at this point in my career. And then right. uh, one, of the, one of the upsides, we did a house show when I was on the road with Mishka Shibali. Uh, we did a house show in Houston and it was these uh, little punk rock kids who are, you know, 20 years old, just dirty little fuckers who were awesome. They were just making their own scene down there, and they wanted comedy. So they brought us in, and it was in this kid's garage. And at the time, I had a beard that was about down to my nipples. And um, after we had this amazing show, super fun, and they auctioned off my beard and uh, raised $250, and then they shaved off my beard. Uh, at the show, and I'm still friends with that guy. His name is Nick Zachariah. He's now a, a touring comedian and musician, and uh, he still has my beard in a plastic bag tacked to the wall of his garage. Uh, so that was uh, that was a fun memory. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, who are your? Um, did you in when you got interested into doing comedy? Did you have any um, influences, uh, famous or not so famous? You know, when I started, I, 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 comedy to me, it was just very passing. I only knew like the big names that everybody knows. I did not have a depth of comedy knowledge by any means. Um, but I quickly got into, into it, uh, pretty deeply. And yeah, I'd say my, my biggest, uh, influences are, uh, like Doug Stanhope, uh, is somebody I found right away when I started and he's absolutely one of the best. Um, 
Adam Caton Holland, Ben Roy, and uh, uh, Andrew Overdahl, who are part of the Grolics in Denver, are huge influences on me and just about every comedian in the state. Um, Kyle Kinane, yeah. who is on the High Plains Comedy Festival this weekend, is a big one. Um, a guy named Chad Daniels, who's coming to Comedy Works next month, uh, he's a huge one. So I'm, I'm kind of at a point now where everybody, all of the comedians that I think are the greatest are people that most people haven't heard of yet, unless you're really into comedy, um, but they're the greatest in the world, you know. No, oh, very, very cool. All right, and well, and then you just mentioned that was my next question was uh, uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs is uh, um, taking in part uh, with the comedians for the uh, High Plains Comedy Festival happening uh, this uh, weekend in uh, Denver and Colorado. Um, do, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, High Plains. Uh, it's one of the best comedy festivals in the country. I think this is year seven. Uh, Adam Caton Holland created it and curates it. Um, uh, a woman named Karen Wachtel is the um, non-comic producer, and they have a, a slew of other people that, that make it all happen. And it all happens on South Broadway in a few different bars, and it is just absolutely the best. And, yeah, this is the first year Lucha Libre is part of it, and it makes perfect sense. I'm so excited that I get to be a part of the first one. Um, and, yeah, it's tickets are still on sale. You can still get, uh, just so people know, you can get, individual tickets to individual shows or for a cheaper price overall you can buy a ticket to the whole fest oh okay all right and should they just uh like do a uh, google search or a facebook search or something of that nature to do that yep if you just look up high plains comedy festival it'll take you to the website you can't mess it and uh, uh everything's and then, laid out and then i'll have all the uh extra extra de- detail about it yeah yeah and the, if, if if you're into comedy and you know you know if you have um a pretty good knowledge of who's current in comedy. If you look at the lineup this year, it's just absolutely insane. Maria Bamford's there, Jackie Cation, uh, 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 Kyle Kinane, Aparna Nanchala is there. Just all these names. It's any one of these people could be just the headliner of the comedy festival, and we have all of them this year. It's crazy. Oh, cool. Awesome. All right. Okay. Well, uh, Kyle, I want to thank you for uh, coming on to the uh, podcast. But before I let you go, uh, if people wanted to uh, check up with you, like on social media and any kind of uh, upcoming uh, gigs you got uh, uh, in the future, uh, tell us all about that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I do most of my shouting on Facebook about stuff. So, you know, find me on Facebook, Kyle Pogue. Uh, uh, Instagram, Kyle Pogue is very funny. I'm on Twitter, but I think I post about twice a year. I'm pretty lazy on that. <laughs> um, what I have coming up, um, you know, I really I get to uh, I get to be on the show with Kyle Kinane at High Plains this Friday, and then I'm on Lucha Libre on Saturday with High Plains. And I mean, I honestly pass that. I'm going on tour after that for a little while. But I mean, around here, if anybody wants to see a, a good show, those are the ones. It can't. It just can't get any better than those two. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. Well, once again, uh, thank you, uh, Kyle, for uh, coming on the show, and uh, I will definitely be uh, seeing you uh, for sure on Saturday. Yeah, thanks, Artie. I can't wait, man. It's going to be great. Right. Once again, a big thank you to Kyle Pogue for coming on this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast, and uh, just uh, doing a little quick introduction to the listeners and promoting uh, Lucha Libre and Lass and the High Plains Comedy Festival happening this weekend in Denver should be a great time all around. 
But before we get to there, let's uh, do a quick little weekend review of what I got to experience this weekend when it comes to uh, wrestling. Of course, uh, we started the weekend off with uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, Charged, and it was such a great, fun show. Uh, I was just what I needed after uh, kind of a long week, even though it was still Thursday and one more day to go after that, but uh, got me through uh, Friday just fine. Then on uh, Friday, we had the uh, Respect Women's Wrestling event. Of course, those women uh, just kick some butt, and it's uh, great to uh, see them. Uh, Kara Hogan was in town, and, uh, you know, I, I thought I'd always, when I watched her, that uh, she does uh, hit pretty hard, and saw there on Twitter when she took on uh, Bentley Powell for the, uh, for the uh, championship the respect women's championship that uh, she confirmed that, that she is definitely a hard hitter, but it was a great match and great matches all night long with uh, respect women's wrestling. Then uh, on Sunday, uh, I went to IWC legacy and uh, that was a great fun event, a packed house there over in Westminster at the Emporium event center. Uh, Santos, uh, uh, you know, we all know who Santos is, right? The legendary Lucha door, uh, was in town, uh, and he graced our presence and that was a fun event. Every single match that was good as well. And, um, I'm just going to do a special little shout out to I am the provider and Joey Kincaid for the battle of the promoters. Uh, you know, that was kind of fun. And I know a lot of the audience was upset that there was not a decision in that match, but, uh, breaking the fourth wall, I thought that was uh, really good to, uh, see that, uh, they decided to, uh, do finish the match that way. But, uh, you know, that was a great fun filled event, uh, full weekend in the, uh, Colorado area. But what do we got coming up this upcoming weekend? Well, Rocky Mountain Pro, as always, is starting the weekend off uh, with uh, Charged. And we're at uh, Supercharged 9. All kinds of great matches uh, going to be there. Uh, if you need to get tickets, uh, you can, of course, get them at the door. A little bit more expensive if you get them day of. But if you purchase them in advance at rmpwrestling.com, you can save yourself a little bit of money then on saturday like we had mentioned there with kyle we got lucha libre and laughs box box office poison royce isaacs is coming uh back in town and simon gotch is going to be in action as well as all the other great uh lucha libre and laughs uh performers uh, Xander Creed, Aligato, Caleb Crush, Anaya, Filter, uh, everybody is uh, going to be uh, in this one. It's going to be a great, great show. Then on Saturday, we've got uh, two events that I am aware of. Uh, the first one is uh, going to be a uh, lucha show. Uh, Tammy's uh, Arena, uh, Tammy's Lucha Libre is having a show on Sunday. Got all kinds of uh, great uh, competitors on the card. 
there. Uh, of course, uh, Mr. Force Row, one of Mr. Force Row's favorite luchadors, Delta Juniors, teaming up with uh, Silverhawk and Shadow Dragon, I believe, against Blackfish Fuego and Ultimo Escorpion. Um, you know, all kinds of great matches. Rocky Star Juniors in action. Uh, Sol Azteca, Corso Negro, all kinds of people. Uh, if you need to get more info about the show or maybe even tickets, uh, call 720-364-9037. Or you can also call 720-364-2488. That's uh, going to be over there in uh, Commerce City at 6324 Ivy Street. Uh, going to be a great, great show. Uh, then also on Sunday, uh, we got a new promotion uh, invading the Colorado area. Uh, that is uh, Cactus League Wrestling. Uh, they are actually based, I believe, in the uh, southwest part of the United States, I believe in Arizona. But they are coming to Fort Collins, Colorado for the uh, Mimosa Slam Live Pro Wrestling and Bottomless Mimosas up in Fort Collins at the uh, Steakhouse and Saloon in Fort Collins. Uh, we have, uh, I believe, uh, Thunder Rosa is going to be in action, Killer Cross, and um, also uh, Chris Masters is going to be in town, the Masterpiece, and that should be uh, fun as well as uh, some of the local talent. Uh, they, uh, Jimbo Lucas, I believe, is going to be uh, wrestling as well. Um, James Ellsworth, I think, is uh, slated to be there. If you want to get tickets, uh, just go to the Cactus League Wrestling's Facebook page, and you can purchase uh, tickets there. Got multiple uh, ticket prices to choose from there. All right, so that is it uh, for this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. But before I let you all go, you want to get in contact with the show, uh, you can send an email to podcast at wrestlingwithaltitude.com. That is also the website, wrestlingwithaltitude.com. I want to contact us on Facebook. We got a page there. Twitter, the handle is WrestleAltitude. And then I also want to finish off by thanking the uh, Trending Topics Network for hosting this show. And if you like this show, you can subscribe or stay subscribed to this feed. And you can catch other great shows such as All Beer Inside, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling Cheers. So I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with Altitude. Thank you.